0: Hi, I'm Liz Corey, and I'm Katie King, and this is True True Crime New New England, England, Case Profiles Edition. Yes, welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us. We're very excited to have you on our seventh edition of the Case Profile Mini Series. This is a set of smaller episodes that we are doing to bring justice and even attention, really, to Mm -hmm. smaller cases of minorities, people of color in the New England area that just do not get enough attention.
1: Indeed. If you guys have been listening to these, we do kind of a different format where... Liz tells a case and I tell a case. We tell it to not only each other, but to you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So with this format, it's really interesting because not only are we doing two cases in each one to get as many as we can out there, I'm learning of one and Liz is learning of one as well as you guys are learning of them too. Yes.
0: With that being said, on our sixth episode, I went first with telling the story. So Katie, it is your
1: turn to begin our episode. Okay. I will be telling of the suspicious death of Akeem Bailey. Okay. My sources are masslive.com and mb.ntd.com. Oh, of course. mb.ntd, baby. <laughs> I love their website. So Akeem Bailey was 23 years old from Springfield, Massachusetts. He went missing in the early hours of January 13th, 2019. Okay. Pretty recent. Yeah. He was leaving Samuel's tap and table at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, sure. I know where that is. Like, actually, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> he was reported missing by his family on January 14th after he didn't come home after his night out, which really wasn't like him. Okay. Akeem's body was found several months later on March 15th, 2019 in the Connecticut River in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Wow. Wow. His body was spotted near the area of Emerson Road and was retrieved by Longmeadow police and firefighters. Despite being missing for months and being found in a body of water, authorities say there's no signs of foul play and nothing is suspicious. Okay, immediately no. (laughs) That's so wrong. Yep. Um, He was also found wearing the same clothing he had on when he disappeared.
0: Okay. My first thought when you said he was found in the river same clothes, no no foul play, no, no, was who goes into the river for a swim
1: on January 14th in the middle of the night. Exactly, exactly. And one could argue, you know, maybe he had been out on the town, he had been mm-hmm. drinking, maybe he had fallen in. You know, I don't think it's feasible that someone could just be floating in a body of water for... Months, Yeah. And just have people be none the wiser. Hmm. Like, I don't really understand that. Wow. But yeah, no foul play. Don't worry. Um, a representative of the Longmeadow Police Department stated, quote, we exhausted all of our resources looking for him. And believe me, we also were hoping for a different outcome. Okay. That sounds... I was hoping you'd hope for a different outcome. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... That's a very weird thing to say. I could be interpreting it incorrectly, but I feel like when I read that in the article that I read, it came off as kind of condescending. A little, yeah. Just That could just be me. No. Um, video surveillance footage from multiple cameras in the area showed Akeem walking down Hall of Fame Avenue to Boland Way on the night he was last seen. Once he got to the area of the Memorial Bridge, cameras no longer had sight of him. Ugh, of course not. Of course. Right. Typical. Yeah. At about 3 o'clock in the morning on January 13th, cameras picked up on a lone person walking on the train tracks headed in the direction of the South End Bridge. Hmm. They think that this individual was Akeem and it was the last known footage of him.
0: Do they have that publicly? Like, have you seen that footage? No. I, it could be out there. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. Because I wonder if they think it could be. Why don't they
1: show it to the public to, for the clothes? Like a clothes ID? or maybe, I don't know if they showed it to his family. Right. Hmm. Yeah. The real kicker for me here is that two weeks after Akeem disappeared, Mm -hmm. a man named Dante Pagan took it upon himself to search by the South End Bridge Mm -hmm. to see if he could find anything related to Akeem. Right. He found Akeem's cell phone. Are you fucking serious? He found Akeem's cell phone. Just a civilian? Yeah, just someone like, oh, you know... He was last seen here. Maybe I'll go take a right. gander and yeah. take a peeksy and see if I could find something myself. Yep. That's ridiculous. Two weeks have gone by. Yeah. And he found his phone. Just sitting there. Mm-hmm. What? Where did the police look? This is what I'm saying because clearly that indicates to me that the police did not search that area as thoroughly as they're leading everyone to believe. Right. Not at all. Yep. Um... Yeah, they say they had this massive search. We exhausted our resources. We did everything we possibly could, and then an armchair sleuth, yeah, takes it upon himself to go searching. And he's like, "Oh shit, this is Akeem's cell phone." Which amazing for him. Like that's awesome that he did. That. I mean, yeah, thank you. Like normally, I don't condone going into a search area right. and contaminating and right. touching things and leaving your DNA. But, but I that, mean, hello, like, that's a good find. Maybe more people should start getting involved and doing their own, like, rogues. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing rogue police work, and he found more than the police did. Yeah. The recovery of the cell phone was the last update in the case until Akeem's body was found. Wow. A close friend of Akeem's named Dion Moore Kelly told Western Mass News that Akeem, quote, has a heart of gold and that he is honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. I could be at my lowest, and he would always pick me right back up, a kind soul. Oh. Another friend named Jaquan Hicks stated, I feel like his character speaks for itself. Even in this cold, he would give me the shirt off his back just to make sure someone else felt warm. Oh. If you guys listened to our last episode of The Case Profiles, I talked about Andrew Pearson who was another black man from Springfield, Massachusetts, that was also last seen in the Longmeadow area that was also found in a body of water. Mm. Akeem was found about a month and change before Andrew's body. Yeah, I remember you telling saying that. Mm-hmm. That's... <sighs> so not only is it really alarming to me that police are saying in both cases, oh, there's no foul play. Oh, nothing is suspicious. Oh, don't worry about it. They're also denying up and down that there's any kind of correlation between Akeem and Andrew's cases. Yeah. When they're so strikingly similar. Literally the same story. Andrew was 25. Akeem was 23. Okay. Same H- age Both from Springfield. Mm-hmm. Akeem was found in Long Meadow. Andrew was last seen in Long Meadow. Mm-hmm. They're both found in bodies of water right there was no indication that akeem was suicidal or depressed or kind of going through it um some people were saying if he was headed towards this bridge maybe he jumped okay um but it doesn't really seem likely right he didn't send out a last text message or anything Mm -hmm. wasn't really like him Hmm. um especially to go out For a night out and be seen with friends and be having a great time. And then he was making his way home Mm. and then wound up in the water. Right. Um, It just really doesn't make any sense. And he took his cell phone
0: out of his pocket before he jumped. I feel like I would be like, who cares
1: at that point? I don't need my cell phone. I don't know. Right. And it sounds like, you know, maybe it could have fallen out. That's what it sounds like. But, you know, I'm wondering, did it fall out? In a potential struggle. Right. You know, we have no idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just it really kinda of bothers me that police are so quick to assume in both cases, in Akeem's and Andrews, mm-hmm. oh there's no foul play, you know, we exhausted our resources, we did everything we possibly could. Yeah. Oh, here's the body. Okay, our hands are are we're done. Like we're washing our hands of it. Yeah. So, you know, it just really kind of bothers me. But yeah, yeah, it's really crazy because Akeem's case and Andrew's case are usually talked about together Mm -hmm. because of how strikingly similar the details are. They're so similar. And their families still have no cause of death. They have no idea what's going on. Mm Again, I have no number for anybody to call with information because right. they close the case. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. He's suicide. Right. Mm-hmm. And sure, suicide might be possible. but Or even like he slipped and fell, accidental right. drowning if he was intoxicated. Sure. But two people in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. both African American, mm-hmm. same area. I don't know. Same age range. Yeah. Found in bodies of water. Like that just doesn't happen. No. Hmm. Weird.
0: That is weird. But yeah.
1: It's a good story. That is a suspicious death of Akeem Bailey.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Wow. That's tough. On a similarly sad, awful note, I have a story today actually that took place in Maine, which is one of like two stories we have to tell for Maine. So I'm going to be telling you the story of Nicole McKemme, who was, by all accounts, this wonderful amazing activist and her death is just a shame and it was very recent to this recording. She was killed in the middle of June 2022. So just a mere months ago. Mm -hmm. Let's set the scene. We're in Acadia National Park in Winter Harbor Maine. Beautiful. Trees. More trees. Some rocks. Boulders. Just a bunch of beautiful areas. It's a very popular tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. And Nicole was from Maine. So she was a a resident of Maine. But she happened to be on um, a retreat that she organized. Um, It was part of the activism that she took place in all year round. She was in charge of a lot of activist groups. Um, So this was a retreat. And she was there. Great. This was not the first one she had been on. So it was, you know, a lot of fun. It was June 19th of 2022 when a man who was a part of this retreat was taking a leisurely morning walk at 630 in the morning when he came upon something in the way of his walking path. It was a, a dead body of a woman and she was laying across the paved walking path. So naturally he calls the police and the police show up. So it was very obvious that she had trauma to her lower back and her legs. And when she there was an autopsy report, it was very obvious to the medical examiner that she had significant abrasions to the back of her body, her right side, and to her chest near the neck. And she also had a broken femur. So they identified this body as 35-year-old mother, Nicole McKenney. Around Nicole's body was big black pieces of plastic like broken plastic and they were like this is weird and upon looking at the plastic even a little bit they were like this is obviously from a car this is like a bumper wow yeah so they were like okay let's take what we have we have this woman who's on a retreat that she organized and she's laying in the middle of this path she has Injuries consistent with a hit-and-run, and and she's surrounded by pieces of a car. Okay, so it sounds like she was hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Was this intentional? It seemed intentional. (laughs) Who does Nicole know that has a black car? Immediately, witnesses come forward and are like, Nicole's been seeing this man for several years who drives a black BMW. And he was acting really weird last night at the communal fire. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, turns out, these there was something like 13 witnesses who have like official statements. Yes. Of wow. seeing Raymond acting erratically, drinking vodka like from the bottle and driving around. Mm. Being very loud and disruptive and not at all the vibe of the fire that they were having at this retreat. So... It turns out Raymond, who had been dating Nicole for the past three years, drove a 2016 black BMW. And of course, when they found Nicole's body, where was Raymond? Couldn't find him. They had no idea where he was. It was very obvious right away he went on the lam. He booked it out of there. He knew he fucked up. So he disappeared. Yes. Um... According to those witnesses that I told you about, um, he was seen driving while drinking vodka, like from the bottle. And um, one of the witnesses said that Raymond walked over to him and that he was drunk and he said to them, just the simple statement, Nicole quote, doesn't like me anymore, quote. As if saying like, okay, he thinks his girlfriend maybe doesn't like him, like Mm -hmm. maybe that's true. Maybe something happened between them and he's unhappy with how their relationship is looking. Maybe getting nervous that he's going to lose this wonderful woman. Right. Um, And then that same witness later said that around like 11 p.m. that night, Raymond asked them where Nicole was and then he left. Yes. So it's obvious that there's some connections here. And it's not totally abnormal that you would think that a boyfriend was going to look for his girlfriend mm-hmm. or even be with his girlfriend. So at the time, I don't think anyone thought anything wow. of it. When the police were looking into Raymond, they found a nasty past. Like, I don't know how this wonderful, beautiful activist woman was with this man because he was just... I can't imagine he was too kind to her. She, sound, she seemed like she deserved a fucking king you know she was such a wonderful woman what they discovered when looking into him was that he had at least two charges of domestic assault
1: oh god
0: yep which he did serve jail time for and he also had charges of drug possession theft disorderly conduct and even refusing to submit to arrest so the best kind of person so after almost an entire month on the run Raymond was arrested in Cancun, Mexico. Yeah. On July 18th of 2022. And they have footage like, um, from tolls and pay roads of him in like Connecticut. And then he goes, and then there's like Texas, like all these things. Like he's, he's running, driving his broken car. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. The evidence that he killed his girlfriend with, he's driving (laughs) one big piece of evidence. Um, So he, obviously, this is very recent. He's still being contained at the local, you know, prison, whatever, waiting trial. But it's very obvious that this man killed his girlfriend, which is awful because, like I've been expressing, Nicole was wonderful. So she was the founder of Rise and Shine Youth Retreat, which is what they were on. And that um, is basically a program which provides, like, self-development to children of color, and that includes, you know, African-American, Native American, literally, you know, everyone. And she also opened a wellness retreat center and a cooperative living space on a Bowdoin farm. So just like a, just a whole bunch of resources for people in need, Mm -hmm. people of color who need it the most, being someone as a person of color. So she knew the struggle firsthand. Mm -hmm. In addition to being a wonderful advocate and extreme Um, supporter of the youth she was also a very talented singer Um, she sang in her church choir and she also worked with the congregation's youth advocacy program Um, and she even occasionally worked as a model not surprising she's beautiful Um, her friends described her as being lively bright passionate and caring and her friend Samara Cole says that one word that would best describe her would be freedom Wow. Yeah. So it's a tragic story of just no matter what happened between them, you don't run over your girlfriend with your car in a fit of rage. And he was very obviously intoxicated.
1: Yeah. And that's so irresponsible. Like she's in charge of children. Like she's actively on a retreat in charge of kids taking care doing this amazing thing. Right. Mm hmm. She's a trusted adult. Yeah. Oh my god, those kids must
0: have been devastated. And she had a, she had a, a, like, 11-year-old child. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. I know. That's horrible. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he, and you see the pictures, and there's pictures of them, and it looks normal. Mm -hmm. Like it always does, you know? Oh, for sure. But, oh, he's a piece of garbage, and he, a, a pussy, if I'm being quite frank. Absolutely. Immediately on the run. No
1: hesitation. Yeah bloods in mexico Yep. how cliche can you be i'm sorry quite literally <laughs> in your broken black bmw
0: yeah i know it's awful this poor woman but yeah that's the the murder of nicole mckemmy and i'll tell you right now i did actually have three sources today which is uncommon for these stories but there is actually a lot on her maybe because it was so recently mm. I got my research today from boston.com, news1.com, and lawandcrime.com.
1: Yeah. All right. Good job.
0: Thanks. But, yes, guys, that is that for Episode 7 of our Case Profile mini-series. Um, if you have a case profile that you want us to cover, you can email us or you can go onto our social media, mainly our Instagram, mm-hmm. and send us a suggestion. It would be
1: very much appreciated if it was in New England. Yeah, please. So we could do an episode on it. Yeah. Um, But if you feel like you're looking at a case or you want us to do one of these on someone that you know or have heard of and you're debating whether or not it has enough information, Mm -hmm. don't let that stop you from sending it in to us. Um, Before we started doing the mini episodes, we were doing posts on our Instagram and our website. So even if you send us a case for the case profiles and we're looking at it and we're like oh my god we have to get this out there but there's not enough information to do even a mini episode we'll still put it on our website we'll still put it on the instagram you know we'll still get it out there in some capacity so just send it to us and we'll go from there but we're gonna get it out there Mm -hmm. one way or another yep whether it's your friend or your cousin or somebody you knew from middle
0: school Mm -hmm. whatever connection somebody you just saw it on the news send it our way We'd love to cover it or, at the very least, post about it on our social media. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.